Broadcast Network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Ah, Kiara! Mm. Kiki, good song, good song choice. You know, you know, I know my praise and worship music. Oh, now. I'm about to go in right now. Hey, <laughs> hey, ladies and gentlemen, you are tuned in to the Preachers of Detroit After Show. I'm so glad that you are joining us. Uh, you want to make sure that you subscribe to us here at AfterBuzz TV at YouTube.com/backslash/AfterBuzzTV. That's where you can see all of our after shows, including this one. And I also want you to make sure you follow us on YouTube and SoundCloud, um, and you can hashtag uh, us. If that's a word, it's not really, <laughs> but I'm just going to use it. You can hashtag us at uh, hashtag ABTVPOD, and that's for Preachers of Detroit. I am your host, Lim Gonzalez, hey. uh, and you can find me on social media, on Twitter and Instagram at the Poet Saint. Patrick Paul, Paul, where can they <laughs> where can they find you, sir? Hey, listen, guys, I'm Patrick Paul, okay? P-A-T-R-I-C, no K, P-A-U-L, Patrick Paul at Twitter and IG and social. Any, anywhere social is Patrick Paul, okay, guys? And, of course, I am Gary Thomas. You can find me at I am Gary Thomas on Instagram and Twitter and I am Gary Thomas.com. Awesome. I'm ready to get in the episode. Are you guys ready? Yes. Let's do it, man. Let's I do can't it. wait. Let's do it. So I want to start with um, Pastor Tim, Timothy Alden. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I, I just, I mean, he, he kind of started the show with you. I mean, I just, I just want to start with him because I think that, first of all, I'm glad to see him because I really, we haven't seen him since like the first episode. He's right. He's um, he has been really missing. I think his name might have been mentioned like once. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, we haven't seen him. So uh, we did get to see him a really good chunk of him this mm-hmm. particular episode, which I'm really happy about. And of course, because of his, what he's about, his mission statement, I knew it was going to have to be with what he preaches about, you know, his ministry, which is, um, you know, celibacy and um, not having sex before marriage. And in this case, he was introduced um, alongside of Bullock, which was interesting uh, to have them two kind of together. Uh, So basically, uh, Pastor Bullock uh, decided he was going to have uh, some type of, uh, and it looked like it was before service. It wasn't a whole lot of people there. It was a Bible Um, study. You know, I was going to say that too. I was like, it was was a handful of folks there. But he he did kind of mention that there was a time constraint after when he was having the discussion with the three of them, which we'll get into in a minute. Mm -hmm. Uh, But he did say that um, it was a Bible study. So it was happening right before. And this particular Bible study uh, was going to be focused focused on abstinence mm-hmm. and um, sex before marriage and kind of dealing with that. And what happened was uh, uh, Pastor Bullock called on Pastor Alden because of his ministry mm-hmm. to kind of uh, kind of speak and talk about that because that is his heartbeat. That is his ministry. 50 years running, uh, he says. Right. 50 years, which... Okay, that's uh, right. a long time, yeah. and I want to say God. like it was fifty pushed, gallons. Praise it was, God, it was pushed up, and, I, and I'm, I'm not hating. Praise I'm not God. hating. I'm just saying that not many people can do that. Right, uh, not many people can do. That. That's why I said whoa. But he is. He's done it. He even said this. He has a specialized ministry. Yeah, he he knows he is one of a kind mm-hmm. in that sense, mm-hmm. um, and that's why he is what he is. And mm-hmm. I and I feel I really feel that God did give him that ministry. Um, I think that he he gave it to him. However. 
not everybody sees it the same way he does. Okay. In this case, Pastor Bullock does not because he gets up there and he gives his, his, uh, his sermon about what he feels you should do. Um, talking to, there was a lot of young people in there and there was a lot of, um, older people as well and dealing with what he's gone through and what he feels like you should commit to. And then we have Pastor Bullock who kind of cuts him off a little bit. No. Pastor Bullock <laughs> did cut him off and I thought it was the most disrespectful thing because even though you don't agree and uh, you should have made a note that you had a time to train. Like, but do you think that he cut him off because he didn't agree with them or was it really no, a bad Bullock was time. just being Bullock. Bullock, was, Bullock being was being a bully. The bulldog. Yeah, that's what he was being. Okay. At that time, when when Tim was talking, his speaking his message, right. he should have just allowed him to speak his message about abstinence. I mean, the, the City of Praise ministry, what he's been doing has been a great thing. Mm-hmm. Like you said, it's a calling for him to do. Mm-hmm. So Bullock to interrupt that and pass out condoms, I, I just thought that was a bad taste. Mm-hmm. I just think that he should have told him beforehand, like, you know, you have a small window of time. You're mm-hmm. really getting cut in close to service. Can you keep it short? Because just right. to cut him off and then it's pass out the condoms and kind of make this like a joke, which is right. so disrespectful right. and just disrespectful to his whole message. Although his message does need to be shaped a little bit mm-hmm. differently for the people he's speaking to, mm-hmm. depending on the church he's at. Right. Just that way Bullock did was just I, so rude. Yeah. I, Okay, so my take on it is Bullock is just rude. He's just he's just him. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be rude. He's going to be crass. He's going to be in your face. That's kind of how he is. That's what he does. And he didn't pull anything. Um, I'm not sure if it was a case of time constraint or it was a case of him not agreeing with what he was saying or if it was a mixture of both. It was he was given an alternative. That's what he was doing. He was like, okay, I agree with your message, Mm -hmm. but. He even said in the show, he said, I agree with your message, but, but if, if, if you can't hold happens, out, and, yeah, wait. if you can't hold out and you, you need a parachute, right. he used the analogy as like, if you're right. jumping out of a plane, the plane's right. crashing, you need a parachute, bam, condom. But, but there's a way to do that though, right. a way to counteract something and saying, you know what? His message is amazing. He has this powerful message and you guys should really hear mm-hmm. him out. But I understand that sometimes we fall short. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just how you word it, the tone of everything, and, and you can get that point across. Let's but say, to just break out with a joke and laughing and right. talking, like, brother, right. you gonna need this. Come on. Let's say we had kids. Him. Let's say we had kids. Would we want our kids to listen to Bullock's message mm-hmm. or Pastor Tim's message or a, a couple of both? Well, again, going back to what Tim Tim Alden is saying, Tim Alden is saying what the Bible, in essence, is talking about. He's getting mm-hmm. his biblical references, basically saying that the Bible says that fornication is wrong is. and you should wait for sex until your marriage. Mm -hmm. And that's what he wholeheartedly believes. Now, there's a lot of people that have different variations of that. Bullock, and he said this, I think, in the pilot episode, that he said, look, you know, I know where my people are at. So that's well and good. However, I know where people are. So therefore, I'm not going to condemn them. I'm I'm paraphrasing now, but I'm not going to condemn them for what they're doing or what have you. So it's almost like if you're doing that, then, yeah, you can get the help. But I understand why you're doing that, because this, that and the other. I think it was definitely rude to pass out the condoms in the church because even if he was going to come behind him and say there's an alternative or if you fall, you know, da, 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 da. But I think if you fall, there's grace, mm-hmm. not condoms. You know what I'm saying? At the same time. I didn't you, hear that message, but, but you, you're right. Yeah. But at the same time, you missed Did you hear him say, you know what? It's people who don't believe in absence and don't believe in condoms either. So it's just kind of you got to touch yeah. every aspect. And I understand where he was coming from in this sense. You do want to preach one message. But he has, he made a great point that some people in there had already fallen short. So are we uh, teaching abstinence or are we also teaching just celibacy and just well, getting it together? Well, there's a time and a place for 
the condom pass out. Come on now. You're not going to you're not going to be in he a revival. Always gonna be in the health center. Yeah, but <laughs> he, well, it is going to be in the health center. I mean, it's good to give information, but the people that I saw there was smart enough to know where to get a condom. So for him to pass out condoms right. after that sermon, I just thought right. that was in bad taste. Come on, let's just be real. No, it it it, it I, I think it was. You 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 don't think you think it wasn't good taste? I think the, the how he treated Pastor Alden was yeah. not in good taste. Well, that's, but, I'm saying but, the whole thing. No, uh, the pass out condoms, I just I I Definitely think it wasn't the best way of going doing things, but when he said that, some people just don't even believe in either. At least let's let's start peeling back that onion skin. You have yeah, to, like it's said, layers right. to getting people to being saved and, and on right. a level of grace. You have to take people through the journey of where they're at. You can't right. start them way over here when they have not even gone through these roads first. So that's what he said, and I think that it gets misconstrued. Wasn't it the, the most tasteful mm-hmm. thing and right. the most tactful thing to do? No. Now, if you have a condom, you, right. you're more than likely probably going to try to do something. And I'm thinking, you don't need the condom. But you're saying they're smart enough to find condoms. Are they not smart enough to listen to the message? Yes. You cannot give them, you can't put them in such boxes like nah, this. They're either those, on one side or the other. I mean, I mean, Bullock slapped the guy on his chest. This is a strong young man. I know right. you're doing your thing. Right. The way he did it. And then like, now here. Right. If you do something. So that's, t- that's almost, if I was a youth, I would think, so it's not wrong to do it. Then I'll be confused. It, 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 I wasn't it, the message. I'll be it, confused. It, no, but, well, but is, as a youth, I would be confused. Like, 28. Like, like <laughs> I know it's wrong, but you give me a condom. So right. it's wrong, but I got a condom. So if I do it, do it. And I'll be okay. I, I, I'll be confused. I think it's, it's very similar to when children have this talk with, I mean, excuse me, parents have this talk with their children mm-hmm. and they basically say, I I don't want you having sex before you're ready. Well, I'll use that term. Uh-huh. But if you do, here's a condom because I don't want you to die or I don't want you to have children. So I don't want you to do it. But if you do, here's protection. Okay. I think it's a very similar a tactic. It's a very carnal tactic because what it does is it takes the spirit out of it. I think this but, is my opinion. It takes the spirit out of saying like God can keep me yeah. like he has like Pastor Otto. I think that he's had temptations. Yeah. He's resisted the temptations. Jesus, if we want to really go, you know, super high yeah. you think Jesus was tempted absolutely but he did it but he was also Jesus and he was perfect and that's why he died on the cross for us I think what it is is it's just Bullock's way is just a more carnal approach um, to doing it and people can agree or disagree with it I think passing them out in church yes okay. health center sure yeah. they're available to you at the health center to, yeah. outside of can the you, walls but of the can church. you see the reason in, in looking in the vice versa in that some of these people may never go to the health center or go anywhere where it's a message or to about the Seven Eleven or to the Kmart. Oh, come on! But he, I can get them in my K. church. No, I can get you them cannot here. come here to the, the house of the Lord to get your condoms and your prophylactics. No, I'm sorry. He's not Stop saying that. that in every single service. But well, what I'm saying, you can tell the guy, hey, listen, don't have sex, and if you do get a condom, opposed to don't have sex, get a condom right, right away. I got a couple for right. you. And Come on now. To it tonight. Yeah. I think it's, it's just, it, it's all an approach. I personally think that it was in bad taste to pass them out in the church. I see where Bill Lock is coming from, but it just, in, in essence to what Pastor Alden was saying, whether you agree or disagree with it, he's invited him to his church to yeah. preach and then to, again, to cut him off and then to, con- to kind of contradict what his message was saying. It's like, why am I here? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Why did you yeah. even bring me here? Almost to ridicule me. And when they had the conversation, when it was the two of them and it was also, um, uh, Bishop, Bishop uh, Langston, Bishop and he was Langston. talking, and he was kind of mediating what was going on because, of course, Alden went to Langston, kind of told him what happened. Langston is not the super fan of uh, Bullock, and all we right. all know that they've had their their kind of um, you know tug of war and you know kind of uh, missing the mark of each other what they're saying. So he kind of came to him, and then Langston then is now this mediator between the two of them, and then Bullock is saying. 
Well, I'm standby. And the one thing with Bullock, though, I will say he stands by what he does. Mm-hmm. He doesn't I, back I like down. I that guy for that. Um, and that's just how he is. He's going to tell you how it is, mm-hmm. and that's take it or leave it. And when he was talking to Pastor Alden, he was basically saying, I appreciated what you said. I felt that, you know, and he said even after the fact, people were saying, commenting, like, I really appreciated what he said. Mm-hmm. The fact that, you know, he's passionate about what he's doing, all of these kind of things. So, and Alden didn't know that. All he knew was, pass out the condoms, I'm out. You know, and he kind of left and didn't, you know, he wait for afterwards. So, I mean, you can look at it both ways. It seemed like they kind of came to a consensus a little bit. I don't know if that was maybe just for the show's sake or or what. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Well, anytime you have Bullock in a debate, yeah. Bullock's going to win. And, and, <laughs> and because they did talk about it, I just think uh, Pastor Tim just took a, a back seat to it. Although he still was annoyed and aggravated by it, he just took a back seat you to it. You think he just let it be I, what I, it I was? I think so. He still feels that that was wrong, and he, like he sure. said, he's not going to be a party to that again. Sure. So sure. he just took a back seat to it, in sure. my opinion, when you ask sure. me that question. Okay. I think yeah. that was the bad move. Why take a back seat? I think Pastor Bullock made a very good point when he said, how much time are you going to spend talking to the same audience? The mm-hmm. same audience that wants to hear this. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to go to the audience that doesn't want to hear this, that doesn't, has never heard this word, and, you know, shape it for these people. I'm not sure how often he is in that, you know, situation where he has to deal with this kind of controversy where people mm-hmm. are going to, you know, kind of put him in that, right. that hot yeah. seat because of the type of ministry that he does. And because it's so powerful and it's because it's such a, you know, standard message and it's such a strict message, mm-hmm. he has to be prepared for those type of, you know, that backlash. Well, you're right. Gary, I agree with you in totality. No, no, I do. I do. But I got to, I got to say, but, <laughs> and the but comes. Right. It's just that. Pastor Tim is, I believe, for 50 years, he is an expert in Mm -hmm. that ministry. So let him do it his way. And it's been successful for him. So let him do it his way. You can't come in and say, okay, I'm going to pass out condoms because they never, they can never find a place to get condoms. Don't you think that Pastor Tim knows this already? Mm -hmm. He's probably come to this obstacle before. So let him do it his way. So to step on his toes, I just thought that was, like I said, in bad days. My thing is about it, though. If you hear the same sermon every week, are you going to go to that same church? Right, no, but that's no, but he's, he's not exactly. He's, but that's End not he's not that's not preaching <laughs> he this is every, every This no. is what his whole platform is. His platform well, is that. Do I, he's a pastor. I, I need you to save lives. Right, but that it's not is like where he's the not, faith is missing in the whole world. He was brought in as a guest speaker for that particular topic. He wasn't and brought I, in no, to no, preach a message. I'm not saying that's per bad. se. Yeah. I'm just saying he was brought in. I don't. We don't know what he preaches every Sunday at his own church. I can't see him preaching that every single Sunday. But he is, like you said, an expert in that. Yeah. So he's invited. He said he's gone all, all over the world. Yeah. So he's brought in because of his expertise in yeah, that area yeah, yeah. to. To speak on that particular topic. Yeah. No, and I'm saying only reason, only thing I don't like about that conversation is that he took a backseat instead of being, you know, having a little more. You're fire. talking well, about it's hard, it's hard to, yeah. It's hard to argue with Bullock. Yeah. I mean, you don't want. Look, I don't care. It's not you, <laughs> Bullock. Is. But the word says <laughs> you, you don't want see, about it. The word says you don't want two people uh, right. quarreling. Right. And, and from you, when you watch it from afar, it looks right. like two people quarreling. Who right. it don't matter who's right and who's wrong. Right. So he just took a sat a backseat to that, and I understand that. Period. That's how I look at it. It's like why argue with the guy. Right. Because that is the problem. When God lights that fire under you, he's telling you this message to uh-huh. push. You need to not step back. Because all it's going to do is build up in you again. You're going to have that same fire again to shoot back. Mm-hmm. But because he's firing you up every time True. with this message. True. Mm-hmm. But you also have to have wisdom to know when. There it is. You know what I'm saying? Too, because again, with Bullock, 
he's going to try to berate you. He's going to try to do whatever he can with words. He saw that firsthand. Alden did when they all had the powwow. Yeah. And so I think with him, he's more or less saying, I'm not going to do his church. I'm not going to be with his church anymore. I've learned my lesson. Let's move on. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. going to keep doing what God called me to be. That's right. And if that's how he feels and that's it. And that's how I think he approached that's right, it. Liam. I'm just saying, and y'all know, I, I like Bullock. Yeah. I, I love I like the Bullock power too. of message. But I like sometimes with people like that, yeah. they don't stop or look at or hear until you put them in their place. Mm-hmm. Listen, for the viewers at home, yeah. you guys should try to look up the statistics on uh, teen pre- pregnancy, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And then see that if his message is worth any any weight in gold. It is. So then let him do his thing, <laughs> uh, 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 Pastor Bullock. Yeah. Let him do his thing. <laughs> Well, he is doing his thing. He's going to continue doing his thing. Hopefully, we'll have him on the show, and he can talk more about that. You know, we can find out more about what his heartbeat is and what he does talk on a daily basis. Yeah, pretty soon you're going to get Pastor Tim. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we're looking at. Let's ask him. That's what I'm saying. Pastor Tim, that's what I'm bringing. So, let's move on to um, Bishop Vaughn, um, Corletta Vaughn. She, Uh it starts off with her. (laughs) 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 It starts off with her. uh, talking with uh, Langston's wife about, you know, just things in general. Uh, and, of course, with, you know, Bishop Vaughn, she is like the female version of Bullock. She tends to disagree with a lot of the women in the cast, a lot of the pastor's yeah. wives, yeah. and kind of their uh, philosophy, ideology, things of that nature. She's talking with, um, again, Bishop Vaughn's, or excuse me, Bishop uh, Langston's wife. Mm-hmm. And again, Bishop Langston's wife is saying, finds out about that, you know, her husband, Bishop that Vaughn's situation. husband, lives in North Carolina, doesn't live in Detroit, and is kind of taken aback, which I think most people would be. Uh, so they kind of talk about that, and she just kind of is, you know, listening to what she's saying. And then, uh, of course, um, Langston's wife then goes over and talks to Bishop Langston about it as well. And they mm-hmm. kind of discuss it um, about the situation on top of that. First of all, we know what happened, you know, in the last episode right. and how his uh, her, her her husband left. He sounds like he still hasn't been back as of yet, you know, up to this point. Mm-hmm. Do you think that uh, with his husband being gone all the time, do you think that it's discrediting her as a pastor? I would say yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like just the, the normal viewer is watching it. Right. Yes. I would say that's some, something psychological going there. Some, something personal that's going on to where, how can I listen to the word that you're preaching mm-hmm. if your house and your home is disruptive like it is? And it's something wrong there. Sure. Period. Yeah. So that's why it's even a hot topic with us right now. Because right. there's something wrong there. She has a great word. I mm-hmm. love her empowerment of women. I love that. Right. But there's something going on in the household that we need to figure out. No, <laughs> it doesn't discredit me. I know okay. Bishop Vaughn is the homie. You right, know, I love right, her. Right. And I just think that we're always putting pastors, bishops, evangelists on this pedestal that don't they don't belong on. They're human. They didn't die for our sins. Mm-hmm. They are human, just like you and I. So things happen in their lives that are real. You know, that does not discredit her message at all to me. She just has issues that she has to deal with just like I got issues that I got to deal with. Nah, if the Holy Spirit gave me the word mm-hmm. and I spoke it over to your life right. and I'm being prophetic and God gave me this word, it doesn't discredit you because I have, I have mistakes in my life. No. I think what, I think for me, when I look at someone who is, again, a pastor, um, I look at what, in totality, what they're doing. They are a shepherd over a flock. 
but also as a shepherd of our flock, they perform marriages, they do marriage counseling, you know, things of that nature. And I don't know if she does that or what, but normally pastors do that. That's mm-hmm. part of their ministry. Mm-hmm. So if your husband or your spouse, um, even if it was a man and, and the spouse was gone, um, I think I would take some kind of reservation with the fact that they live in a different state, not knowing the situation, but it would be hard pressed for me as a member to go to them. Let's say, I'm not saying to go to them for prayer. If I need prayer and they're anointed and I'm under their leadership, by all means, pray for me. Mm-hmm. But to go to them, if I'm getting married, to go to them for counseling, that would be a situation where but, I would kind of take a step back because it's obviously not, you know what I'm saying? It's obviously not perfect with that. I that's what I, that's what I mean me, about though, discrediting the ministry. To me, she's not a psychologist. Okay. She's a bishop. So if everything she's got that she's giving you is, is something that God is speaking through her. Mm-hmm. That's the credit right there. That, that's the meat right there. She's not doing it by, based on her life experience or based on her book smart. This is the word that God is giving her. No, nah, I think okay. she's, she thinks she's, I mean, psychologically, I think she thinks she's falling short somewhere to where she has to hang on to this marriage with this guy that's not, mm-hmm. you can, we can see with our own eyes that he's off doing his own thing. Right. I mean, even when he came into the, the hotel room and with his little tattered, raggedy little suitcase and <laughs> opened it up and put his clothes in there and went past her and left, she don't need to deal with that. She doesn't, she, but she's so, so because she don't need to deal with that, then as a, if I was a teen, a young teen girl, I would think, well, if she putting it, if she put up with that, mm-hmm. then I could put up with this knucklehead gangbanger that I want to be with. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Okay, <laughs> I'm just saying, Gil ain't going upside Bishop Bond's head. Okay, I'm just Gil saying. Is, I love her. They have a I love her, but issue. let's be real. Uh-huh. Let's be real. She has marital issues, but this, I don't know how. I forgot how long has it been at the house? Eleven years. It's been 11 years that they've been married. They've been married. They haven't lived together officially for that whole time. That's ridiculous. You just did an apples and oranges. <laughs> that's that ridiculous. Oranges right I mean, it's there. already, well, look, that's yeah. almost like a marriage right. where, where the guy sleeps in the, in the bedroom right. and the girl sleeps on the couch or vice versa. Or they have two separate bedrooms. And, and that's already hard. Right. But to be in a whole different state, that's ridiculous. I think for me, again, and there's, again, of, of the whole pedestal thing. I know what that is. Again, I'm a PK. I've seen that happen with myself and my family um, where we could do no wrong. And if there was a mistake made, it's like, ah, so I get that. And I don't think that they should be put on pedestals. However, you do have to be an example. Um, and I think when you look at the time frame, you look at that they've been married for 11 years mm-hmm. and they haven't lived together, according to their account, for that 11 years. It's not been two years or one year where there's some rifts there and there's some, you know, marital problems because I think any marriage goes through some issues, you know, yeah, and that's just part do. of being I'm married. Not mad at that. Marriage is hard. That's yep. why it, you really have to see God in the marriage yep. uh, because of that. Now we're talking again, 11 years. Neither one has buckled down to, to decide they want to live. So, and we see through the lens that they've showed us that it's creating an issue. Okay. So all I'm saying is, I was asking the question, does it discredit? Because I can see how people would look at that as her being an example, a bishop who is over churches, not just one church. You're Gary, right. Has several Gary churches no, over it. I said yes. Well, what you're you right. So, I think that's what happens, mm-hmm. especially in the black church so often. This the way we are viewing our pastors and our leaders in right. church, you know, the, the different joints. We're, we're putting them above Mm-hmm. Perfection. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Yes, they lead by example. They but should. They, are, sure. they should stand apart. Yeah. They're human. They're going to make mistakes. They're going to have marriage issues. If their marriage was perfect, I wouldn't believe it myself. <laughs> They're human. You should have an issue in your marriage. There, there was a. Well, choice. you shouldn't have an issue. Right? Well, I, I mean, it, it just happens. And the thing about it I is, ain't mad. all right. Uh, you forgot Bishop Langston's wife chose to leave her law career. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She had to battle with that herself. So we don't know that at that point in time that they may have had some issues themselves. We just, we aren't seeing that. You know, she didn't mm-hmm. just wake up one day. Oh, 
Boss, I quit. Yeah. I'm out of here. Right. Four to five months. Yeah. She took her time. But she if you look at, no, if you okay. take that example, though, that's a good thing to look at because she basically was the one that decided that she was going to leave her career for the sake of her husband's ministry. Mm-hmm. I know when my father became a pastor, he moved to another city because he felt that's where God called him. My mother had to agree with that in order for their marriage to stay whole. But it you didn't happen saying? overnight. No, it didn't happen overnight. And I'm sure there was a lot of discussion. However, what I'm saying is we're talking about discussion and we're talking about 11 years. There's yeah, a huge difference. Di- There's a huge difference. And the difference with using that example you gave about Langston's wife is that she did decide for the sake of their marriage because she felt it was best. And I'm sure they prayed about it that right. she would then quit and then do that. And it sounds like she doesn't have regrets. It's with the difference with Bishop Vaughn and her husband. I think neither one of them has to, but they're still keeping on. They haven't addressed the issue. They really. haven't. They haven't well, fully I, it addressed seems like the, issue, the next episode, opinion. they gave us a leader. I, they're going to talk about it. I can't, I can't about wait that. either because I, I definitely need to know mm-hmm. some answers. I need right. I need more answers. I need to find out more about their relationship because it's really Why heavy on my heart right. right now on because I love her. I, I love her like I you love, love her. But, <laughs> but, but without more information, right. I'm looking at her like, oh, she's just a, a girl yeah. that, that wants her man but is blind to the fact that he's gone or that he's he's doing his thing. And and I don't want to look at her like that. I want to look mm-hmm. at her like she's a strong black woman that's trying to empower young people other black women. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to look at her at. But with this guy in her life right mm-hmm. now, Gil not yeah. acting right. Right. Then I'm I'm short. <laughs> well, short what we're seeing in Gil yeah. <laughs> is not a credible man right, right. now. We're not, not yet. seeing not great yet. size of not Gil. Yet. Gil. Well, when they're yet. showing us, it's not great size you, of Gil right now. Well, well, give it some time. time. I, I think, think it's not great size of Bishop Vaughn either. I mean, I think it goes both ways. But yeah. I do agree. I think we're going to see some more and hopefully, hopefully get to down to that yeah. and kind of see where the root of the problem is and hopefully they address it. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the Shelby. Let's do it. Uh, <laughs> Shelby 5? <laughs> okay, so... I love to hate. Oh, <laughs> so You'll get another he's YouTube great, comment. He's, <laughs> I love <laughs> to hate him, but You're going to so get great. another YouTube comment. So... <laughs> <laughs> We see uh, the Shelby's talking. Um, you know, we we typically see them together a mm-hmm. lot of times. We do see Pastor Shelby and his wife sometimes, but a lot of times we see that together. And I will say I do like that. You know, I think that mirrors a lot of my. You know, my, I come from uh, siblings. I have four other siblings. There's five of us. We spend a lot of time together. So um, I like that. I like that they show that. I like that they show that they kind of get along and they like to play. Like they were shooting Great little family. guns and yeah. stuff like Great that. Family, yeah. um, there's some things that I still find, you know, some issue with with me mm-hmm. um, in dealing with how they, um, you know, just going to how they're very strict with their. And, and I don't think strict is really the term, but I think that it kind of shelters them. Um, I don't think you should shelter your children. And when uh, the son came uh, to his father and wanted to talk about, like, we need, you know, more production, you know, things of that nature. We want to get, you know, some work with another artist. Mm -hmm. And they're very excited about what they're doing with their music um, and everything that's going on. And he was kind of had reservations about them going to a secular um, uh, producer um, because he feels like I don't want the music tainted and all that kind of stuff. I will say that. In this particular episode, I saw the struggle he had, but I also saw there was a somewhat of a release um, yes. where he kind of saw where his son was coming from and the rest of his children uh, and saw and kind of became progressive because yeah. it sounds like he really, he uh, not sounds like he does come from the old school, um, even with how he views, you know, with women being how they are, how he's raising his daughters, which some of that is good. Some of that is good. I think that's good to have that type of, uh, you know, relationship with your children and rear your children up that way. But there's also some things that I think are too much and too excessive that he does 
with his children and with his family. So when he talked to him, I was interested to see how he was going to react. Mm. Um, like I said, I did see some release with him. And I think a lot of that had to do with when the son, after they had went and saw Dorinda Clark uh, and kind of give her uh, when she was you know playing songs for a new project. And then the producer came out, Joe Flip Wilson. He happened to be a secular producer, but he was the producer for Dorinda Clark. And we know that she's a great evangelist. She's very anointed. So I think that gave weight to Pastor Shelby uh, and when, why he was a little bit more more like, if that's what you want to do, I just want to make sure the music stays whole. I just want to make sure that's tainted. What do you think about him and how he's doing this with the kids? I just think that this is this is a, a, a grand scheme of things, and sure. the world needs to understand this. Just because someone's working in, in a faith-oriented genre mm-hmm. doesn't mean they won't burn you. In fact, they tend to burn you way faster because they'll, you know, I know they're not doing it for necessarily fame or money, fame or fortune, but mm-hmm. when it comes down to cutting checks, people in faith will sometimes cut you short because they're doing the work of the Lord. And that's yeah. how they use your talents. Mm-hmm. That's how they utilize your talents beyond what it is. Where people in secular, they know it's business, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just don't want them to get too caught up in are they only, you know, faith? Are they only mm-hmm. faith? They will burn you just mm-hmm. as quick, mm-hmm. you know. So just to be in it, I love that he finally, you know, just gave him a little bit more because it seems like the kids want to do greater things. Sure. And stepping outside of faith will be so much more production. They will be great. Well, I think, too, when it comes to music, I mean, there's different facets of music and music production, you know, just because, I mean, you got someone like, use an example like Rodney Jerkins, who is a professed Christian, but he works with tons and tons of secular artists. But I know that I've heard that when they come into the studio, there's certain things he doesn't allow them to do out of respect for how he feels. Mm. But it's his job. Mm. His job is a music producer. Mm. So he doesn't separate that. If you go to the store and you buy groceries, do you go to a store that is a Christian, you know what I'm saying? Like you go to the store that has the groceries that you want. So when it comes to music, I I see that as very similar. I do agree that you don't want to taint the music because he wants a certain sound. And I think his, his, his children are still very young um, and they're impressionable. And I think he just wanted to make sure that the music stays, uh, you know, in the vein, because there are times where, I mean, you look at, you know, tons and tons of soul singers and RB singers, nine times a day they came out of the church, you know, and they decided to go another way. And he probably sees that and doesn't want his kids to start singing gospel and then maybe go secular because there's more money or there's more, you can be more famous and things like beca- that. I became a fan of Pastor Don with this episode only mm-hmm. because he sat back, he listened to his son, mm-hmm. give his spill, right. and then he, he gave him some wisdom. Mm-hmm. He said, he asked him, are you looking for the church or the world? Mm-hmm. Right? So he's looking, if he's looking for the church or the world, he has to make a decision. There's money in both, mm-hmm. right? But you have it's to make your money. own decision. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I don't know what, I don't know what the young kid's thinking about. Maybe he's thinking about fortune and fame. We don't know. He's just a kid. We don't know. So we don't know why he's using that secular uh, uh, way because he liked the beats. He's like all that. But really, I would like him to keep it in the ministry. You know, I don't want him to, I don't want him to in, in, intertwine that. You know, I, I come from a ministry. Agree with that. Well, I come from a ministry where where hip hop is the truth about hip hop. That, that I don't, I, I really don't like to intertwine the both. It's like keep it separate. But we're not. So, so you're saying. Though. So you're saying as far as mixing artists together, like having a secular artist on your project, like that. You don't. Like I, that. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. You, you wouldn't know, do what's that. made for the Lord is is made for His word. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. But, but in this in this episode in this episode. The question was was posed to the young guy. Mm-hmm. It said, "Are you making it for the world mm-hmm. or for the church?" Mm-hmm. And then they cut and they went to something else. So we don't know the answer. But he they said went, the world. Okay, so uh, are you okay with that? He's not saying be worldly. I, I think he's but saying when trying I reach to. The world. I know what I know. Right, he's he saying, yeah. but remember, everybody that's viewing this is not 
you know, of Christian base. Sure. Everybody's not in the church, but right. if you but have, if, if see, those are two, it's either good or bad, black or no. white, church or world, and he chose world. Let me tell you something. He's not saying worldly things, but the thing I know, about it is, I know. The thing about it is God's grace, when it exudes from you, people feel it. You can look at the Walls group. You can look at Kiara Shear. Mm-hmm. You can look at all these great artists that are in the gospel world, mm-hmm. but they work outside of the, the faith-oriented artists. They have secular artists on their projects, and they're mm-hmm. still holding that helmet of salvation through their music and saving people because it's relatable. It's good to hear. They have these great beats. They have up-tempo stuff. They have people really rocking mm-hmm. out to God's music. I could be on this subject for hours. And I'm <laughs> don't get me started. I'm not going to start to get into it, but I'm just going to just bottom line it. I don't really agree with uh, him deciding to work with this producer if this producer is going secular, period. Well, okay, so let me just ask you this question, just in relation to what you just said. Do you feel that if someone produces secular music, like they Mm -hmm. work and they are a producer or even sing secular music, do you think that they cannot be a Christian? They can be a Christian. Okay. They they definitely can. Okay, so then what I'm saying is, just for a case in point, this particular producer that was on the show, Joe Flip Wilson... Mm -hmm. He obviously works with gospel artists and secular artists, he but does. let's say he's a Christian. Do you feel that because he does secular music that now, so anyone else that does, you know, music with him is going to be tainted? Because not, obviously Dorinda Clark is doing music with him. Not necessarily, but that was, that, that was the question that he asked him on the first meeting is where you want to go. And he gave him the answer. I want to, I want to, I want to, I don't to, need to save the church. Right. I need to save more people. Right. There are people in the church. Right. Okay. We'll save. save, we'll save them, but you don't need a, uh, you don't need a, a beat by Drake. Right. But Cause Drake, think, cause, because Drake, because the people, so they can yeah. want to hear it. You want to reach right. them. Well, I, well, you do want to reach them. And, and why can't the people, why can't a Christian mm-hmm. producer make a, a beat from his head, from his heart? Why and not necessarily, not necessarily loop some, some, track that he got from Dr. Dre or Snoop or something like that mm-hmm. just to make it popular. Right. Okay, that's like saying... Because those like beats saying, are made in yeah. studios with, you know, marijuana in yeah. it and, and things on their mind is not in the spirit. And because those are not in the spirit, then why... God don't need that. God can make his own stuff. Right. He don't that's need that. He don't sample something. Case, but that's I mean, not I think... It's such a drastic... Yeah. Well, I just told you, I can go deep into it, but I don't right. have time to go deep into it. I, but, just, think, I just think going, going back to my original... My original situation, if their music, if someone decides they're going to produce secular music, I don't think that they, you can discredit them for being a Christian, nor, because that's their job. That's what okay. I'm saying. Okay. That's the job that they are doing. All right. They decide, you know, however you live, because I think when people get stuff on their projects, like, you know, gospel artists, they get stuff on their products, they, uh, secular artists, I think it's because they want to reach the world. Mm-hmm. Because they know that that artist, if they're on their song, I agree. whoever's fans of that artist will then want to hear that song I agree. and then be like, oh, I'm bumping Karen Clark in my living room, not knowing it's a gospel song, but then I'm touched. Raising you know the what roof, I'm saying? Getting so saved. I think, so I think that that's, I think that's the most important thing so to think. look at. I think that that's more important. And I think when he posed that question, uh, Joe Flip, when he says, who do you want to reach the church of the world? He said that because Joe Flip Wilson probably has connections to reach the world, wherever a lot of Christian artists may not have those same connections. I think that's really what the statement well, was made. Church was small, world mm-hmm. is bigger. So right. he's asking, are you just going for the church or are you going for, right. for, for the world? Exactly. And, that, and I understand that question. Yeah. But like I said, I'm, I'm listening to a deeper ear mm-hmm. and the deeper ear is for the person that don't know anything and they chose black or white, church or world, but then good or evil. Right. But then that's what you're, you're making sure you're saying the audience doesn't recognize that. I don't Some think of you, them. you should change the audience. That's all. Some of them. We'll I can't, I can't always just preach to the church. I can't always can't. have my, mm-hmm. my, my, the, the artist that God created me to be 
just for the people that I go to church with or mm-hmm. in the church. Well, there like it's people out there that need that 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 saving. People mm-hmm. need to yeah. see people that are just like you that yeah. don't right. take their cool off, but right. still working for the I, Lord in everything they you. do. Yeah. You don't have to be a Bible contented right. artist yeah. to be a faith oriented artist. Right. But like his daddy said, his daddy said just basically his daddy don't want him to get tainted right. along okay, the way. And, and that's all I'm that. saying. He said don't change the message. Yeah. If the message is always saying then it's cool, all good no matter what happens. If and we will become see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it develops. We'll we'll see. See. I would like to now get into predictions because I really want to talk about okay. what's going to go on to the next episode. So let's do that. Let's get into predictions. And now we're in predictions. <laughs> so <laughs> so, <laughs> music. so <laughs> Gary. We don't need no music. We don't, we don't need no music. Like, we don't need no music. <laughs> I was about to play it real like, quick. Give me your predictions. All right, Gary. G- what, give what me you your think? predictions. What do you think going forward, predictions wise, anything that we discussed going forward? There were some obviously some passages that we didn't see. Um, so I'd like to know what you think. Um my home girl, Bishop Vaughn, uh-huh. we're about to see the walls come down. I think that we're definitely going to see okay. the woman in her and not just mm-hmm. the power in her. And I think we're going to see some very vulnerable sides of her. Okay. Um, something in me, someone thinks one of the Shelby Five really doesn't want to be in gospel. Hmm. I think one of them really might want to be in secular music. Oh, and I don't okay. know why that's in the back do, of my do, do, do. head. <laughs> nothing against them. They definitely yeah, yeah, do, but yeah. something in England, you know how sometimes the different music draws you sure. in. It's not always gospel. So maybe, sure. you know, they might step outside of that. Okay. I think those are my predictions. Okay. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to predict. Only because the show has <laughs> been taking me on a whirlwind. Every week is something different than I'm, I'm on that. Like I, like today's episode made me want to basically figure, figure it out, do mm-hmm. more. But mm-hmm. I know next week is going to be a different episode. Right. I'm going to have to figure that out. So I'm thinking that, you know, Gil's going to probably tell us his story. Okay. He's, we're going to feel more about where he's coming from and his, okay. his part of, his part of life. Because right now we're, we tainted him as the bad guy mm-hmm. and that's not fair until yeah. we hear his story. Right. And so I'm believing that in a, my predictions, I'm right. thinking that he's going to get a chance to tell his story. Okay. Interesting. I just think that, uh, I'll just say this. Um, I'm excited for Pastor Bullock's date. Um, I think that's going to be great TV. Uh, so I'm just, I'm just predicting that that is going to go very interesting. I'm mm. just going to leave it like that. That's going to be an interesting date. Mm. One, since we're talking about excitement, and yeah. I didn't want to cut you off, but I meant to say I'm excited about this consecration for the bishop. Oh, to, yes. You know, to really be, that's right. going to be amazing. He's yeah. already in it. I mean, yeah. he counseling is, Bullock and Tim. Yeah. Like, this is the he's already in it. Yeah, but I mean, this is the official. This is going to be so powerful to see another man just right. rising God right yeah. there. Right. That should be a good episode. Because I'm just saying, you know, all right, we'll see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been our show. We, of course, want to thank you for tuning in. Want to make sure that you tweet us. Make sure you use the hashtag ABTVPOD in your tweets. Again, I am your host, Lim Gonzalez. You can find me on social media at The Poet Saint, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. Patrick, where can they find you? Patrick Paul Paul. <laughs> that's where you can find me as of now. Yeah. We're going to fix that. Right. You can find me at I am Gary Thomas on Instagram and Twitter and I am GaryThomas.com. Awesome. Thank you again for tuning in. We'll see you next week. Later, guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, Buzz you later. later.
The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.